What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Let's Get Em podcast. Today, I will be talking about, you know, if you are feeling guilty, if you find yourself being really hard on yourself about your food choices, or maybe you feel like you should be exercising more and it's like hot girl summer and you just like hear all that stuff on TikTok or Instagram or wherever, you know, just friends. Um, here are a couple of things that may help you, okay? One, I want to just like completely normalize the fact that as like summer rolls around and after quarter, after COVID for X amount of, honestly, like months now, year, I don't even know how long it's been. Like it's completely fine and completely normal and completely okay if you're feeling like a little apprehensive about, you know, whatever body you live in at the moment. And that's totally, totally fine. Okay. Um, you know, as we head into the summer, and as we hear a lot of like the diet talk, right, it could be potentially triggering, it could be difficult to hear, or maybe there's a part of you that really wants to to diet, right? Maybe there's a part of you that like really wants to kind of go back to old ways and old habits. And so this this podcast is just for, you know, how can I, you know, take this current season of mine, right, the, the season where I'm trying to drop the fight of food and calories and weight and all that stuff and really just come home to my body and really listen and intuitively eat right so that's um kind of what I'm going to be very very quickly talking about so the first thing that I want to say is you know as you're learning to intuitively eat and you know really listen to your body become aware of hey am I turning my undieting into a diet basically like am I turning this releasing restrictive or am I turning like my intuitive eating into a diet by via more rules more shame more like feelings of I should have done that because the whole point of releasing restriction and really tapping into your body um, is partnering with your body and not having this this fight all the time right not having this battle so if you notice yourself becoming you know shameful or annoyed that oh my god I didn't listen perfectly well the, the whole point is like there is no perfect, right? The whole point is that there are some days where we honor and there are some days that we don't. Like that's okay. You know, that's it's called being human. And, you know, on the days where you find yourself just really hard on yourself, really just come back to this, wait a second, you know, am I turning this not restricting thing into a diet? And if so, you know, it's all about the energy behind the choices, right? The intention behind what you're doing. And so, you know, if you find yourself eating something because you feel like you should be, well, that's just another rule that you have, right? Even if it's the opposite of what everybody else, like maybe it's like, oh, I really feel like I should be eating this, um, all the desserts, right? Because I'm, I'm releasing restriction and I'm not doing this anymore. But if the intention behind it is because, again, you think it's a rule and it's not actually, maybe your body's not hungry or maybe your body doesn't want that. Maybe your body actually craves something else. Like that too is just another way of, wait a second, what's the energy behind what I'm doing, right? Um, so one way, instead of, you know, healthy versus unhealthy, good versus bad, like that whole dichotomy that I think so many diet culture really, really knows, right? One um, reframe that has helped me in my own journey is um, using a supportive versus a unsupportive choice for myself. So for example, um, instead of thinking, okay, I am hungry right now and I'm going to eat the, the salad, let's say, I don't know, because it's quote unquote healthy or it's good. 
Um, instead, I ask my body, like as I've learned to intuitively eat, I ask my body, okay, like what would be the, the most supportive food choice for me, for me right now? Is it the salad? Is it the grilled cheese sandwich? Is it the pesto pasta, aka my favorite thing ever? Typically, that's a very supportive decision for me. <laughs> but again, this is just a way to ask yourself, okay, what's the, is it, so the supportive decision, for instance, if I'm super hungry, a salad won't be, that would actually be an unsupportive decision because that's not what my body really needs, especially if it's after a hard workout. Like, oh my God, no, I need, I need something like really, um, really like sustainable, I'd say. That's just what I crave. But then on the other hand, let's say, um, you know, let's say I'm not super hungry and I'm not really in the mood for, for much. Like then the supportive decision may be a salad or the, the supportive decision may be, you know, half of the cookie instead of the whole entire thing. Like whatever that is, it's just asking your body and learning to partner with it instead of having all of these rules in your mind taking over the process and delegating what you should be eating or what you shouldn't be eating. So um, the other thing that I wanted to quickly give you today, if again, you're being super hard on yourself and maybe you're just like, oh my God, I'm trying to intuitively eat, but this is like not working, right? <laughs> it's not happening fast enough. Therefore, it's not going to work for me at all. And I'm just going to give up and run away, which I, I, I say that because I did that so many times. Um, this, this point that I want to bring is that there are two phases to really ending binge eating or emotional eating or really just like that out of control compulsive eating. The first phase is getting out of survival mode. So that is ending the restriction, ending the black and white thinking, the disconnected eater. You know, this is when you are, you probably feel like another part of you takes over when there's an off-limit treat in the room or when you just know like a binge is coming on because you have that urge, right? Um, getting out of survival mode, this is what happens first. And this is really when we have to focus on, you know, really making the body feel like it's not under threat constantly, right? So really focus on nourishing and feeding and um, just allowing all the foods to be there, right? Like completely permissioning, eating, whatever you crave. I know that I talk about this often in um, when I talk about the three different pillars. There's physical hunger, there's emotional hunger, and there's mental hunger. So all three of these are super important to nourish during this first phase when, again, it's it's less about worrying um, of habits and long-term patterning and more about, hey, is my body being fed so that I'm like out of survival mode and therefore can finally make logical decisions, right? Because when our body is underfed um, continually by that pursuit of dieting or, you know, yo-yo dieting, whatever, like when the body is constantly in a, constantly under threat, so to speak, right? Of course, the decisions that we make are going to be a lot more difficult than, when you have that complete resource and all the energy there that you can um, logically make decisions, if that makes sense. So again, phase one is just getting out of survival mode. The second phase, and this this can take a really long time, right? I want to like really preface that, that there is no timeline. This could take months, years, like who knows? Because again, it's all about how fast your style is. Do you rip off the bandaid or do you go slowly? right? Either one is fine. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's all what's best for you. Ask yourself that and listen 
because you have full autonomy over your healing, recovery, whatever that may be. The second phase is then when you bring the body back into the discussion and you begin to understand and really see, okay, where are my compulsions, my patterns, my overeating? What are the triggers there? How can I really start to um, ask myself and get down to what has been the subconscious reasons for my binge eating, my overeating, compulsive eating, whatever you want to call it. The second phase is when you get to really focus then on, okay, what are, you know, better cook, excuse me, coping mechanisms that I can use than going for the food at night. I know that used to be one of mine. Like after I was out of survival mode with binge eating, you know, I had these, um, I had probably about a year, year and a half or so where I was still, I was in phase two, I would say phase two, where I was no longer like underfed in my body and like my mind was like back and my logic was back. I'm like, okay, I feel like a normal person. Again, I'm not dreaming about chocolate. <laughs> like I literally used to do that or like Nutella. Oh my God. TBT. I forgot about that. Um, but no, at this point in time, I had just these patterns and these like habitual, um, things that I would do at night that were still causing me to like probably eat more than was really needed. Like I, it was probably an unsupportive decision if I think about it when I would continuously, like mindlessly graze when I was watching TV at night, um, it was an unsupportive decision because my body wasn't hungry. My mind wasn't really, like nothing, it wasn't supporting me in any way. And then of course there was still some annoyance there and some guilt and shame because I'm like, wait a second, like why, why is this happening? You know, and I was just hurting myself. I was feeling guilty. So the second phase is really about taking then a look at those habitual tendencies and asking yourself, hey, what can I do instead of doing this? What can I do instead of doing this? So one of the things that's really helped me is like when I, so I love dessert, like I need dessert. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to not need dessert. Okay. That's like a hard core non-negotiable for this girl. And every night, like typically when I eat dessert, I'm like in front of the TV. And so one of the things that I do is I've been, um, which has worked for me is setting out like a plate that like looks really yummy because like whenever I have my desserts I need a little bit of everything I'm not like oh, I'm gonna have one cookie I'm like no I want a little bit of this I want a little bit of this a little bit of this in college I used to have like a little snack bowl that I'd make myself because that's just what I did and the best thing that the most supportive decision that I can do in those times is like make sure that the dessert looks like very um very good. Like I want every single thing that I'm craving in that bowl because if I don't, then I'm just going to continue going back. And then after an hour of watching TV, who knows how many times I'm going to go back, if that makes sense. So one way that, um, a supportive decision that I've been able to make for myself that I don't feel guilty about, that I don't feel hard on myself for. And that's been really helpful. Um, when I used to be binging and overeating mindlessly, um, was, is now just being intentional about my plate or my bowl, whatever it is. Um, and looking and like taking a moment and saying, yeah, like this, this looks really good for me. This is, this is going to nourish me for my, for my cravings, my desires, my heart and soul. Um, yeah. So anywho, the, again, it's all about the energy behind the decisions and if it's a supportive versus unsupportive decision and newsflash, like even if it's an unsupportive decision, that's okay. You get to take that information, that data and learn from it. Believe me, there are many times when I still do things. I mean, we're, we're human beings, right? There's still times where I'm like, oh, wow, okay, I'm just like habitually eating this. Um, and this is an unsupportive decision. And through acknowledging that and becoming aware, I'm not upset at myself. I'm not mad. I'm just like, oh, wow, okay, this is, this is data. This is data for me. 
um, this doesn't feel good now. I'm really overly stuffed or, you know, I'm probably not going to feel too great tomorrow. I'll probably be tired. Um, while there's not really emotional guilt there, while there's not really like mental beratement like there used to be, of course, there's still some like, hmm, okay, why did I do that? Interesting. Maybe there's a couple thoughts there, but for the most part, it's, um, it's really just learning to objectively look at your behaviors and, and during phase two, right? During phase two and be like, hey, what is the best thing for me long-term? What's going to serve me in the long run? And how can I make this sustainable without feeling like I'm on a diet, right? Like that's the whole point. We don't want any rules. We don't want any rigid restrictions where we make ourselves feel bad because everything that we get to do with food and our bodies is out of love for ourselves, out of genuinely taking care, right? Genuinely wanting what's best for us. In, uh, in all ways, shapes, and forms, right? So anywho, I hope that this helped. I hope that this podcast episode just gave you a little bit of insight into, oh man, okay, if I am feeling guilty, or if you're feeling guilty, if you're feeling like you've been hard on yourself and you're ashamed of whatever it may be, what is, um, one, like, can I, can I take a step back and see, okay, am I turning my intuitive eating into a diet? via rules and shame and restriction or all whatever it may be two how can i reframe the good bad healthy unhealthy dichotomy to or clean unclean that's another one um to hey is this a supportive versus an unsupportive decision right because again it's it's not as much about the um like the health quote-unquote health that like we hear in the news or we see on social media as it is like what's going to best serve my body and its needs right now Right, that's the most important thing. Whether that's the salad, whether that's the cookie, whether that's nothing, or whether that's everything. Like, right? It, it just depends. Um, and then, lastly, just remembering there are there's really two phases to like ending binge eating or emotional overeating. And so, if you're in phase one, right? If you're in that phase when you're still in survival mode and you are still learning what your body needs to just like stay adequately fueled and not, you know, like that that could take a really long time too. Um, so just have so much compassion and patience for yourself. And then when you get to phase two and you can start really bringing your body back into the discussion um, and, you know, and really start connecting more. And I'm assuming you want to end the disconnection or the mindless eating or whatever that may be. Then, um, then you can start asking yourself these questions of, okay, what are the best ways that I can go about this meal? What can I do here? Like what's going to be good for me? What's not going to be good for me? And again, it all gets to be what's good for you that didn't make sense. It all gets to be what it is for you. <laughs> there is no right or wrong answer to anything. <sighs> so I hope this was helpful. I am sending you so much love and compassion today. As hot girl summer is coming around the corner, you are exactly who you are supposed to be, okay? You are exactly who you're supposed to be, and it does not matter if you weigh more, if you weigh less. You have a body that you get to do whatever you want with, okay? You get to love it indefinitely and you get to flaunt it or not flaunt it or just be in it, live in it however you wish to. Whatever feels good for you, you, uh, you get to do. So with that, I will talk to you soon. As always, reach out, connect, subscribe to the podcast so you get me in your ears. There's going to be a couple changes coming up to Let's Get Them which I'm so excited to announce, which I'll probably be announcing within the next couple of weeks or so. Um, so I have some changes coming. I also have something really exciting that's dropping, um, which I've been brewing for a very long time. Um, so yeah, just stay tuned. I love you all and I'll talk to you soon.